Hey everyone, this is Judy Minnick and I'm part of IDEA's publications and content team. Welcome back to a new episode of IDEA's Listen and Learn CEC podcast, the fitness industry's first and only audible CEC program. If this is your first time listening, here's how it works. In this episode, I'm going to read you 27 evidence-based news stories that will bring you up to date on fitness trends, exercise research, and the dynamic fields of diet, food, nutrition, and behavior change science. This episode contains information that has been approved for one CEC by more than 25 approval agencies, including ACE, NASM, AFA, ACSM, NSCA, and NFPT. In order to claim your CEC, you'll need to pass a short quiz, which is available for purchase in the IDEA store. Look for the link to the quiz in the show notes. To thank you for listening, at the end of the episode, I'll provide you with a coupon code to get 20% off the quiz. And remember, IdeaFit Plus members can access this and all CEC quizzes and courses free of charge. Now, research has shown that physical activity increases comprehension. So whether you're out for a run, working out, or just doing the dishes, we encourage you to move while you listen and learn. Let's get started. First, I will read 15 articles from our headlines section that were researched by our colleague and award-winning contributing editor, Shirley Archer Eichenberger. These were originally published in the February 2021 edition of Fitness Journal Sprint. In addition to the link in the show notes, the articles and the quiz can also be found at ideafit.com under the Articles tab. Article 1. Move more for longer life and less heart disease. Here's some good news. Research shows benefits from even modest increases in activity. According to a group of American researchers from leading universities, increasing physical activity is one of the most important ways to increase longevity and reduce the risk of heart disease. In fact, the most noticeable health benefits come from shifting from sedentary living to a moderately active lifestyle or from modest increases in cardiorespiratory fitness. Cardiologists recommend moving more in recognition that Any increase in physical activity has significant benefits and is associated with better health outcomes, independent of cardiorespiratory fitness. The research review is available in Progress in Cardiovascular Science. Article 2, the World Health Organization's New Message on Physical Activity. Do your motivational messages incorporate the latest evidence-based practices on how to support behavioral change in your more sedentary clients? New recommendations based on behavioral science findings adopt a fresh approach. The World Health Organization's draft 2020 guidelines remove the 10-minute minimum requirement for bouts of aerobic activity to benefit health. Current guidelines state that some physical activity is better than none, Doing some physical activity will bring benefits to health. Start with small amounts of physical activity and gradually increase duration, frequency, and intensity over time. What might that look like in your social media and advertising messages? Consider using phrases such as, everything counts, move your way, this girl can, or what's your activity? 
These examples support autonomy, competence, and relatedness. Meeting these three psychological needs to have a sense of choice, to achieve success with one's behavior, and to be respected by others facilitates motivation and supports both short and long-term behavior change, according to research. These messages are easy to understand, remember, and put into practice. To read the commentary on creating more strategic messaging, see the International Journal on Behavioral Nutrition and Physical Activity. Article 3. Sleep Loss? Vigorous Exercise May Reduce Food Cravings. Vigorous exercise may lessen food cravings and counteract mood impairments resulting from multiple nights of short or fragmented sleep among inactive middle-aged men, according to preliminary research in the Journal of Sleep Research. A team of Australian researchers conducted four separate sleep trials with nine inactive middle-aged male subjects. Each trial included three nights of restricted, fragmented, extended, or normal sleep, followed by 20 minutes of vigorous cycling on the fourth morning. Food cravings, mood states, and wellness were assessed before and after the cycling bout. Data analysis showed that after restricted or fragmented sleep, the workout reduced sweet food cravings and improved mood. Vigorous exercise is intense enough to cause sweating and or heavy breathing. Article 4. High-intensity interval training may reduce the health risks from sleep loss. In Phillips' 5th Annual Global Sleep Survey, which included people from 13 countries, only half of adults said they were satisfied with their sleep, and most said they were not getting enough. Long-term sleep deprivation is related to numerous chronic diseases, including diabetes and heart disease. Research has shown that sleep loss is a risk factor for developing low glucose tolerance. Recently, in a study of 24 healthy young men, Australian and American researchers found that high-intensity interval training prevented impairments in glucose tolerance, among other negative effects, from a short period of sleep restriction. Subjects were divided into three groups, normal sleep, five nights of sleep restriction, and sleep restriction with three HIT sessions. Those in the sleep restriction group experienced a decrease in glucose tolerance, along with other adverse effects, while those in the HIT group did not. Study authors note that future evidence-based health guidelines and recommendations for people who don't get enough sleep could include interventions such as exercise. Article 5 the $121 billion mental wellness economy. Mental wellness is emerging as a new industry worth $120.8 billion based on consumer spending in four major markets. This is according to the Global Wellness Institute report titled Defining the Mental Wellness Economy. The four markets are senses, space, and sleep, brain-boosting nutraceuticals and botanicals, self-improvement, and meditation and mindfulness. Mental wellness, in contrast to mental health, is defined as a dynamic process of moving from languishing to resistance to flourishing. Four pathways for mental wellness are activity and creativity, growth and nourishment, rest and rejuvenation, 
and connection and meaning. Article 6, The New Era of Wearable Technologies Watch for sensors in clothes that can handle any form of training. Innovations in soft and wearable electronics will soon make the personal fitness monitoring possible in all types of conditions. New sensor features include the ability to withstand fast acceleration and activities that involve stop and start movements, low and high temperatures, and extreme dry or wet conditions. To read a review of this new generation of wearable electronics, see Materials Today. Article 7. Gait retraining may reduce the risk of runner's knee. New insight on whether runner's knee may be preventable can help you support clients who are struggling with this condition. Australian and Dutch researchers reviewed 13 research trials with various interventions. The research found low certainty evidence that either wearing patellofemoral braces or retraining running technique, like to run more softly, could reduce the risk of incurring patellofemoral pain by 60 to 79 percent. Interventions that did not significantly reduce pain risk included strengthening and neuromuscular exercise programs, foot orthotics, static stretching, and a progressive running program. This research is reported in the British Journal of Sports. Article 8. Women pace better than men. Women pace themselves better than men while running marathons, according to an analysis of 10 years of marathon results available on runrepeat.com. Turns out, female runners were 18.3% better at keeping an even pace throughout the entire 26.2 miles. And female ultra runners are faster on average than male ultra runners at distances over 195 miles. Article 9, Resistance Training for Adolescents and Pre-Adolescents. Resistance training improves BMI among youth and may improve blood pressure, according to a review study by Spanish and American researchers in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. The review included eight studies with a total of 571 participants ages 8 through 18. Analysis is difficult due to a wide variability in study protocols, so more research is needed. Article 10, Older Adults and Brain Fitness. A new comparative analysis reveals the most effective short-term method for making cognitive improvements. Numerous studies demonstrate that cardiovascular exercise boosts brain fitness. New findings from Canadian and French researchers show that high-intensity interval training improves executive function more than moderate-intensity continuous aerobic training or resistance training over a six-week training period. Investigators conducted the study with 69 healthy, active, older adults ages 61 through 75, collecting data on cardiorespiratory fitness and cognitive testing. Researchers divided subjects into three training groups, continuous training, resistance training, and HIT. Cognitive tests measured processing speed in three distinct tasks, naming, interference, and switching. 
Data analysis showed that both HIT and continuous training participants improved cardiorespiratory fitness. Those who participated in HIT, however, improved significantly in the switching cognitive task, demonstrating progress in flexible thinking. Researchers concluded that HIT enhanced executive function improvements in the short term and noted that a study conducted over a longer period of time might reveal more benefits from other training intensities. You can find the study in Brain Sciences. Article 11, Walking in Green Urban Settings Boosts Physical and Mental Health. Remind people of the benefits of green exercise and take advantage of outdoor settings for training when possible as we continue to navigate pandemic and post-pandemic life. A study from Polish researchers at the Institute of Forest Sciences in Warsaw showed that green exercise can bring about physiological and psychological relaxation in urban settings as well as in forest settings. Forests provide higher levels of improvement, but even green urban atmospheres offer feelings of restoration, better mood, vitality, and lower blood pressure. The study was published in Forests. To learn more about green exercise, read the fitness journal article, Green Exercise, How It Benefits You, on ideafit.com. Article 12, Growth in Mind-Body Therapies During the Pandemic. Mindfulness, meditation, and yoga classes have seen an explosion in growth since the onset of the pandemic. A report on the Mindful USC program at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles said, registration for mindfulness classes is up 86% from the same time last year, and some classes have tripled in size. Most courses now accommodate as many as 100 registrants. The top 10 wellness apps experienced 2 million downloads in April 2020 and industry leaders predict that virtual wellness will be a booming business for years to come. For more information, see Pandemic Drives Increase in Mind-Body Therapy Use, Implications for the Future, in the Alternative and Complementary Therapist. Article 13, Physically Active Working Moms Cope Better. Encourage busy moms to make time for a training program as it may help them better cope with parenting stress and boost their quality of life. Baylor University researchers in Texas conducted a study during the pandemic's initial stages when lockdowns required employed moms to work from home. Investigators surveyed 200 full-time working mothers and measured levels of parental stress, quality of life, and physical activity. Data analysis showed an association between moderate-intensity physical activity and higher levels of life satisfaction during the pandemic. The higher the amount of moderate-intensity movement, the lower the negative effect of parenting stress on social relationships and quality of life. Study authors noted that encouraging working mothers to engage in a regular exercise routine with partners or peers may also help them meet physical activity guidelines. Limitations of the study included an overrepresentation of white women from high socioeconomic status. Future research with a more diverse subject set would help present a more comprehensive picture.
Article 14, Working Moms Get Less Exercise. American working mothers are at risk for low levels of physical activity, according to another study by Baylor University researchers. Less than half of mothers in a sample of 334 working women met the recommended guidelines for physical activity. Meeting guidelines was associated with a better quality of life and better work productivity, as rated by the women themselves. The study is available in Women's Health. Article 15. Married Couples Share Risk Factors A study of more than 5,000 couples shows partners influence each other's behavior. That's why trainers may want to propose small group personal training for married couples. It turns out that nearly 80% of them share heart disease risk factors and behaviors, according to a study in JAMA Network Open. Harvard University researchers studied 5,364 partners who participated in an employee wellness program. Investigators looked at behaviors and risk factors and found that 79% fell into the non-ideal category for cardiovascular health, with most also eating unhealthy diets and not exercising enough. We expected to see some shared risk factors, but it was a surprise to see that the vast majority of couples were in a non-ideal category for overall cardiovascular health, said the study author from Brigham and Women's Hospital Divisions of Preventative Medicine and Cardiovascular Medicine. That concludes the readings for headlines. Many thanks to author and contributing editor Shirley Archer Eichenberger for her research and writing. Next up, I'll read 12 articles from our Food for Thought news section. These were researched by our colleague Matthew Cady, a registered dietitian and cookbook author who is also a James Beard award-winning journalist. These articles were originally published in the February 2021 edition of Fitness Journal Sprint. In addition to the link in the show notes, the articles and quiz can also be found at ideafit.com under the Articles tab. Article 1, America's Growing Appetite for Diets. Does it seem like more of your friends and clients are dieting these days? It's not just your imagination. A report from the CDC shows that 17.1% of U.S. adults were on some form of special diet for weight loss or other health reasons on any given day during 2015 through 2018. That's up from about 14% a decade earlier. The increase comes as obesity rates have continued to climb. The report found that 23% of Americans with obesity said they were on a diet, followed by 17% of people who were overweight and 8% of people with normal or low weight. More women reported being on a diet than men did, and people 40 and older dieted more than those ages 20 to 39. Notably, the number of people following a low-fat diet decreased during this time, as dieters zeroed in on carbs as the enemy. Article 2. Food and Drink Top Trends for 2021 and Beyond Perhaps you spotted some interesting new food trends this year. The annual Whole Foods Market Food Prediction Report gives us a sampling of what's trending. First up, 
Ditching the commute and working from home has inspired people to look for ways to elevate their breakfast meal. Gone are the days when waffles were just for Sunday brunch. Look for hasty break room breakfast to give way to protein pancakes and plant-based sausage patty sandwiches. Next up, rejoice coffee lovers. Expect to see supermarket shelves stacked with everything from coffee-flavored granola and protein bars to smoothie boosters and even yogurt. What a great way to perk up that breakfast parfait. Then there's a shift from compost to veggie chips. Hoping to take a bite out of food waste, more companies are making upcycled food products that historically use trash parts of an ingredient. An example is producing flour from the soybean pulp that's left over from making soy milk. Then we can talk about new oil riches. While EVOO isn't going into retirement, it will have to share more shelf space with an array of fanciful oils like avocado, walnut, and pumpkin seed. Also expect to see more packaged food products, including dressings, incorporating these oils. Now, moving beyond hummus and pasta, the chickpea seems to be making its way into everything, including cereals, not potato chips, tortillas, and pizza crust. Ready for some chickpea tofu? Then there's non-meat jerky. Once only for long-haul truckers, jerky has taken the snack food industry by storm. And now, with the rise of plant-based eating, you can rip into jerky hailing from mushrooms, banana, and jackfruit in a variety of enticing flavors. Finally, there's a trend for food with benefits. With more people concerned about wellness, the line between food and supplement will continue to blur. It will be easier to spot packaged foods that are enhanced with functional ingredients like probiotics, prebiotics, vitamin C, and others. Time will tell if these will live up to the hype. Article 3. Bone up on vegan nutrition. Non-meat eaters may have a higher fracture risk. A recent investigation from the European Perspective Investigation into Cancer and nutrition at Oxford University provides some interesting facts for plant eaters to chew on. That's especially true for those who forego animal-based foods altogether but still want to protect bone strength. As reported in BMC Medicine, British scientists discovered that among nearly 55,000 individuals, non-meat eaters had higher risks of either total or some site-specific fractures, including hip fractures, over an average of 18 years. Vegans who consumed lower amounts of protein and calcium had a 43% higher risk of fracture anywhere in the body. Meat-free diets themselves are not the concern. Problems arise when people fail to adequately source bone-friendly nutrients like protein, zinc, and calcium, abundant in animal foods, from the plant kingdom. The breaking point can be averted with appropriate nutrition counseling and a varied plant-based diet. Article 5. The health benefits of multivitamins may be a trick of the mind. It's possible that the benefits of multivitamins can be chalked up to the placebo effect. So says a study in BMJ Open based on data from the 2012 National Health Interview Survey of more than 21,600 people. Nearly 5,000 participants who reported taking multivitamins, 
supplements that contain a mixture of vitamins and minerals, self-reported that their overall health was 30% better than those who didn't use multivitamins. But here's the thing. The researchers found no noticeable health differences between the two groups based on their medical histories, which assess numerous different physical and mental illnesses. This study leaves several questions unanswered, including which specific supplements people were taking. But it appears that multivitamins work in part by tricking people into thinking they have better health. This conclusion doesn't discount the role that multivitamins may play in actually combating actual nutritional deficiencies. It's ideal for people to get their nutrients from food, but if individuals believe their daily multi-pill is helping them feel like a million bucks and the supplement is safe to take, they should not necessarily be encouraged to give it up. Article 6. A food plan? Just what the doctor ordered. Since unhealthy dietary patterns are a leading cause of poor life quality and early death from chronic diseases, it's about time for routine healthcare visits to include some form of a rapid dietary assessment tool. That's according to a scientific statement from the American Heart Association, published in Circulation, Cardiovascular Quality and Outcomes. The statement, written by a group of nutrition and cardiovascular disease experts, says dietary patterns and quality are still not adequately addressed during patient visits with physicians. It could be for lack of training or time, so designing a quick, valid, evidence-based diet assessment to evaluate diet could provide a reliable framework to help primary and specialty healthcare professionals incorporate diet screening into their workflow. The end goal is targeting actionable dietary changes in patients to improve health outcomes. Article 7. Americans Lack Dietary Variety in Polyphenol Sources We love our morning cup of joe for its energy boost. But what's not to love so much is that a study in the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics found that coffee is the primary source of polyphenols in the American diet and we would be better served by adding more colorful options. Polyphenols are a class of plant-based antioxidants involved in reducing the free radical-induced cellular damage that can contribute to diseases like cancer and Alzheimer's. The study reported that the average adult consumed, on any given day during a 10-year period, about 884 milligrams of polyphenol for every 1,000 calories. That's a reasonable amount until you consider that 39.6 of those antioxidants came from coffee. While polyphenols contribute to the healthiness of coffee, at least when it's not drowned in sugar and cream, the study's authors stress that people should be getting more of these micronutrients from vibrant fruits and vegetables, as well as whole grains, instead of from the morning brew. Article 8. Modern Food Marketing Needs Old-Fashioned Nutrition Help Although television advertising has historically been a major source of food marketing, companies are increasingly choosing online advertising to leverage growing social media use. This includes using YouTube videos to market wares to children. Researchers at NYU School of Global Public Health and NYU Grossman School of Medicine 
warn that popular youth-run YouTube channels frequently promote unhealthy food and drinks to their audiences. A study published in Pediatrics sampled 418 YouTube videos produced by the most-watched kids' influencers, ages 3 through 14. The team found that 179 of the videos featured food or drinks, and 90% of those videos promoted unhealthy branded items such as fast food, often for a fee. Concerningly, these specific YouTube videos were viewed more than a billion times. Only 3% of the videos highlighted healthy, unbranded foods, like fruit. The upshot is that parents should approach YouTube influencer videos with skepticism and as something that can negatively influence their children's eating patterns. Federal and state regulators may also need to consider strengthening regulations regarding junk food advertising on widely viewed social media platforms. Article 9. Drowning Our Pandemic Sorrows. Higher alcohol use puts our health on the rocks. It seems a rising number of people are grabbing adult beverages to take the edge off COVID-19 stress. According to survey data from the RAND Corporation American Life Panel, Alcohol use increased by about 14% in the United States during the first few months of the pandemic. The study, published in JAMA Network Open, showed that the rise in alcohol consumption in women was 17%. Across all adults ages 30 to through 59, the increase was 19%. Although some people use alcohol as a coping mechanism when faced with coronavirus-induced anxiety, loneliness, and anger, it can backfire by elevating these problems, creating a vicious circle of increased mental distress and alcohol intake. Not to be overlooked is that excess alcohol consumption can have negative health consequences, including an impaired immune system, a big problem if you're faced with a virus infection. Article 10, Words of the Day, Resistant Starch. Resistant starch is a unique form of carbohydrate. It resists digestion, serves as a fuel source for the beneficial bacteria in our digestive tracts, contributes to how full we feel, and perhaps improves insulin sensitivity to help lower diabetes risk. An investigation in the Journal of Nutrition found that, despite the health benefits, most Americans consume less than half of the recommended amount of resistant starch. We should aim for about 15 grams daily. French fries are a less-than-ideal leading dietary source, but there are other, more nourishing foods that will bump up resistant starch intake, including beans, lentils, unripe or green bananas, oats, barley, peas, cooked and cooled potatoes, and rice. Article 11. Nice Rice There's a method of cooking rice that reduces arsenic yet retains nutrients. Rice is a dietary staple for millions around the globe and a favorite dinner grain for many people. But the grainy dark side is that rice often contains arsenic, a classified carcinogen that can contribute to health problems, including cancer and heart disease. Regular consumption of rice can lead to prolonged, low-level arsenic exposure, increasing the risk for premature death. Compared with other grains, Rice tends to accumulate more arsenic because it's grown in flooded fields, and arsenic is water-soluble. 
Since arsenic concentrates in the outer bran layer surrounding the endosperm, more nutrient-dense brown rice can contain more of the carcinogen than white rice, which has had the bran layer removed. Fortunately, you don't need to take rice off your menu. Just prepare it differently. A study in Science of the Total Environment recommends cooking rice using the parboiling with absorption method. Parboil the rice in pre-boiled water for five minutes, four cups of water for each cup of rice, before draining and refreshing the water, two cups of water for each cup of rice. Then cook it on a lower heat to absorb all the water. This turns the grains tender and removes 54% of the arsenic in the brown rice and 73% in the white rice. Importantly, this alternative cooking method does a good job of retaining micronutrients like zinc and magnesium. Article 12, the big eight food allergens may become nine. After years of urging from consumer advocates, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has announced that manufacturers should voluntarily declare sesame an allergen ingredient on food labels and noted that sesame allergy has roughly the same prevalence as fish and soy allergies. Shortly after the FDA announcement, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill to add sesame seed to the official list of major food allergens, a list that also includes milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, wheat, peanuts, and soybeans. Products made with natural flavors or spices may contain small amounts of sesame without consumers knowing it, and this legislation would change that. Research published in JAMA Network Open estimated that at least 1 million children and adults in the U.S. are affected by sesame allergies. That marks the end of the reading on Food for Thought. Many thanks to registered dietitian and subject matter expert Matthew Cady for his research and excellent writing of our popular food and nutrition news section. This concludes the education in this episode of the Idea Listen and Learn CEC podcast. I'm so happy that you joined me for this episode. I appreciate your attention and your dedication to being the best professional you can be. Quick reminder that this education has been approved for one CEC by more than 25 certification agencies. In order to claim the CEC, you'll need to pass a short quiz, which is available for purchase in the IDEA store. The link is in the show notes. Use coupon FEBSPRINT21, that's F-E-B-S-P-R-I-N-T-2-1, and you'll get 20% off this CEC quiz. And remember that this is completely free for IdeaFit Plus members. Stay tuned, we have more exciting content that has been approved for CECs coming soon.